بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أخوتي وأحبتي بالله مادي بادز السيستر جزاكم الله خير um, for persevering with us and uh, uh, taking on board the difficulties technicalities that we can have sometimes subhanallah um, we have met before and um, to talk about the jurisprudence of Islam of uh, marriage فقه الزواج and in this one, uh, the first episode, we talked about acquaintance and ta'aruf and how it should be and how it can be and should be, subhanAllah, between a man and a woman within the guidance that uh, Muhammad have taught us, alhamdulillah. In this episode, we're going to be talking about, inshallah, about al-khutubah, al-khutubah, uh, or al-khutbah, and then it says engagement, inshallah. Stay with us. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Stay with us, inshallah. So, al khutbah. There's a few things that happen in the khutbah. Um, and in some cases, there is already a couple, well, a man and a woman, who have met for some times and they are um, aware of each other or they haven't met at all either way it when we start talking about engagement inshallah it's about marriage then we start talking about serious and this is how it should be between a man and a woman um, all the time serious really so if you're not if you don't have a relationship with a woman as in she's not one of your relatives or not one of your um, family uh, close, you should not be joking around with them. You should be just talking with them seriously um, and just be be polite. But, uh, you know, but again, don't be uh, joking around and try to be nice and funny and, um, you know, don't. Just, just be courteous and polite, and that's it. So, al-khutuba or al-khutba. Muhammad sallallahu alaihi in in our faith have drawn that a blueprint for us that marriage should be, uh, whether you know the person or not, you do khutba first, and then you go and do uh, inshallah nikah. And nikah is one of the names of marriages that the Arab, the Arabs used to have before. Islam, and that's the only one that uh, Islam have said this is will continue. There was all sorts of uh, different uh, marriage and had different names, but only nikah that was allowed to, to become permissible and continue after Islam. The surah so khutbah. When somebody comes and asks for um, the hand of uh, women in marriage you would um, there have to be a few things the vetting um, phase so the three filters that I mentioned them earlier well in my last episode the three filters is basically the father have to vet the person and see how he works among how he deals that person deals with among men so you know a man will be supposedly either studying or working or working and studying. So he will be dealing in, in the society with men. So he will 
the father need to go and see as a man how would he th- what does he think of that person genuinely and um and just think of it in a way that he genuinely thinking of that person uh would he be a good husband uh, for my daughter for my daughter or not and not just to create obstacles just because he doesn't like them i mean sometimes we don't like a person that's for a reason and it's good to try to understand why do i why i don't like the person discuss that the father would discuss with his wife and even the also the daughter says for some reason i don't like that person i don't know why but i have a feeling about him i don't like him and discuss and be open about it it's okay to have those feelings and you need to discuss them as a father with the other parties the most important one is the daughter because islam allah azza wa jalla muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam have given the daughter equal rights to say yes or no and if as a father we just know for the sake of no the daughter eventually can actually turn that out so he will need um so he will need to justify it and say you no know, and hopefully by that time in that age he created a good relationship with his daughter able they, for them to trust each other and have that safe relationship and prosperous relationship where they can talk and discuss um openly so the father need to go and see the person in the context of other men and in the context of working and how he's behaving etc also he'll need to see the, the then the mother would ask about the um subhanallah and then the and then the mother would ask about the um the person in the context of other women so she will she will see how he deals with the with his mother with his sisters with his aunties etc is he rough is he polite is he soft is he uh playful etc and that will always then bring this then bringing together these two things then bringing these two things inshallah together you will know um then you'll have the two versions if you like so the father will ask about him and the mother will ask about him there is a few things that we take it for granted which i take it for granted that first and foremost we ask about the faith uh the practice how much is the practice uh you know um, is he does he go to the does he pray in the mosque does the people of the mosque know him is he uh, a person that he is involved in a charity business and charity kind of activities does he is he does he give away uh time and effort and support the brothers and sisters in the community one way or another what how is he in the community does the people know him what do they know about him is he polite courteous etc 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 so all these things that matters to you now keeping in mind the things that we talked about before in the last episode is the most important thing after we establish the faith uh al-iman and the islam and al-ihsan after we establish this you know aqida in the and in, in deen we need to establish is there is a, is there is going to be harmony between the two so 
if the daughter, for example, or the whole household are on a very high steep uh, of really, um, really practicing Muslims, they, they just, all the fudded, all the, all the nafila, um, they do all that. But the person is more, not as committed, he's not as, you know, on the line, on the dot to, to practice the Islam. That would be straight away, no. And obviously the daughter might like him, or even the father might like him. You know, my father, the father could say that he's uh, good in business. Uh, he will know how to deal with you. Or the, the family say, well, listen, he's, he's got good money. So let's go for that. Um, and that's wrong. Because what we need to look for, first and foremost, is actually al-Islam, al al-Deen. And I have mentioned this in the last episode when I talked about the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi So the women get married. People will seek to marry her for one of four reasons, including the faith. The last one says, unless you get the one with the, with the deen, so you have to win the one with the, with the deen. It means that you have to compete and, and race and kind of jump and run to actually marry that woman and seek for her, find her. Equally also with the men. So if somebody who has got a good religion, the women will need to do that. But what we also mentioned is you don't have to sacrifice just for the sake of Iman. You can still have what you want within an Iman. So if somebody wants somebody with good deen, but with money, they, then the type the type of character they'll have to have money in their lives um, is fine. You know, Sa'd ibn Ubadah, who was the head of Al-Khazraj, he used to pray to Allah Azza wa Jal for money because he's somebody who can't take the, um, the poverty. So it's okay. You, you pray to Allah Azza wa Jal what you want. You try to find. If you want to somebody who is a bodybuilder or somebody who is uh, an imam or somebody who is a businessman, you pray to Allah Azza wa and seek to have that. But first and foremost, Al-Iman, Al-Ihsan, Al-Qur'ad-Deen, and then you look for the other ones within that, inshallah. Uh, just to say that we, I have um, Nashwa who's supporting me on this, so she'll be taking the questions and will be answering them, inshallah, towards the end of the episode, and even discuss them with you if you'd like. There's always a delay, about two, three minutes, a delay even less, uh, but just to keep that in mind as well. So, the first and foremost, you need to look for Tanagum. This is what they're looking for. And the, fil the three filters is the, the father, the mother, and then the daughter. Allah Azza wa Jal have given equal rights, as I said, for the mother, sorry, for the um, father and for the daughter. They both, can, they both have to say yes. If one of them didn't say yes, the marriage, get, the marriage proposal would will not go ahead. The marriage will not go ahead because both of them have to say yes. Obviously, it goes without saying, a father should not and cannot actually force the daughter to marry the person. There was at the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi one of the Sahabiyat came to Muhammad sallallahu and said to him, uh, my father made me marry my cousin and I didn't want to marry my cousin. He says, okay, so he called the father, double-checked with him, and he said, what do you want me to do? I can divorce you now from, the, from that person if you don't want to continue with that marriage. He said, no, I will continue with it, but I wanted my father to know that he could have not actually forced me to it, and I still have a right, equal right to say yes or no. So 
the daughter have to say yes for the marriage to go ahead, but you cannot force your daughter to say yes. That should not. That doesn't work. She have to say it with her free will. It doesn't mean that you cannot, as a father, even as a mother, advocate your point of view, but you cannot force her. You cannot manipulate her opinion. You mm -hmm. can advocate your views, but you cannot manipulate the opinion and the views of the daughter. And as I said, this is a time where it's you get to, to test the relationship, how it's been built up between the parents and the children. If the children trust the pair, the um, the parents, this is a time where they'll say, "I'll trust your judgment, and I'll go with what you think is right for me." And yeah, I can give my initial thought is okay. I've sat down with him a few times. He seems to be good a bloke. I'll go with it if you think he's a good husband for me, and even vice versa. You know, it's even worse with the men because men will have they don't have to have, to have the parents' approval in 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 Islam. But it's it's kind, it's bad, it's out of being So to be kind to your parents and then to ask them for their opinions and their input, it's to ask them for that. And it's really important. But if the father said no, it doesn't stop the marriage. But if if the father if the father of the man said no, if the father of the of the daughter said no, no, that's a no. And you'll have to come with this and you have to work on that. Now, the other important thing is, so we talked about the three filters and then we talked about the attanarum, which is the harmony between them. Then you're talking about the ability to communicate. So communication. Can you communicate? Can you talk? There are people who... Um, just not able to communicate because when they talk, they they don't understand each other. They absolutely have different outlook on life, and they keep they keep thinking the other person is having a go at them, or they, there's always misrepresentations. It's almost um, you know you're dealing with somebody, and every everything you said is just misinterpreted all the time. That's tiring. But that sometimes it happens because the two people, it just, they completely wired differently. They did not aware of how they, they both talk. Um, so, for example, you know, different cultures will have, will struggle with this because some cultures, you know, might not say please. And the other culture will say please all the time. So if one culture is the one that doesn't say please, well, it's only on the tone of the voice. When I ask for something, it says, can you give me this? But doesn't say please. And then the other person is from an environment where unless you say please, it's too rude and I'm not your servant and you cannot ask me for this. And that creates an issue. Now, some of the things could be sorted by simply asking the other person, how is it perceiving? You know, when I'm saying for something, why not happy with it? How can we, you know, deal with those differences and can we can we work on our communications but sometimes it's just not as simple as that and it's it's deeply embedded and it's hard to 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 decipher and you you hear it you you and i've seen it in my islamic center with the cases that comes you find people that sometimes says he just gets me or she said oh he says she just gets me she understands me 
And this is important. That's the communication, to be able to communicate with each other all the time in all levels. And maybe not all levels, but you can at least have a very good start at the engagement period time. Now, so this is the communication. And then you're talking about how do you differ when you face a problem or when you face a situation where you both have different opinions about it, how are you going to resolve it? You know, you, usually the engagement period is really honey pot time, honey pot time. So the honey honeymoon time, because everything is in you. Everything is so exciting. Everything is just so, you know, glossy in a way. And everybody at their best, which is not a bad thing, and I'll mention it in a second. And this is the right time is to say, to, to start to discuss how can we deal with our differences? If I want A, you want B. How can we work with this? And how can we make it work? And who's going to have the final saying? Is it equal rights? Is it voting? Is it um, going to be uh, a draw? How are we going to eventually go with, the, with a decision? Because at the end of the day, from my experience and from you know Islam point of view, there's only one final saying in the in the household, and that could be. Um, so that usually is the man, and he will consult the wife. But it doesn't mean that the wife doesn't have views and opinion that should be respected and heard. And also, if it was a good opinion, to take it on board as well. So Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He married a few wives. So we know Khadija. Khadija was, she was wise, period. That's it. But then he also married uh, Aisha. And Aisha was a young woman, was a young girl, very young. You know, she was still um, green in a way. She never really seen the world. And she didn't marry before Muhammad sallallahu didn't travel. She was completely, you know, novice in those. She didn't have... A, experience, life experience, like Aisha did or like Umm Salama later did. So they were talking about uh, certain things about with Quraysh, and Quraysh was, the, you know, the, the herd was growing and mounting. So Aisha suggested that you, to, for Muhammad to use poem to fight back the Quraysh. He said because Quraysh, nothing hurt Quraysh like a word. A good word, so a good poem. Nothing hurts Quraysh like a good poem. That really hurts him deeply. Uh, so why don't you say that? And he took that on board. He asked for Hassan ibn Thabit, came in, and asked him to start doing that. And this is where, the, if you like, the media war started in our, um, in our modern time terminologies. So he took the opinion of, Khadi of Aisha, and she was only youngie. So although he knows she's a child in a way that she's she's still she's in, that doesn't have that maturity if you like to her, so he still heard her, listened to her, and supported her. And this is important. Are you able to provide this to your wife? Is your husband to be is providing with this? Is he respecting your views and opinions? Yes, not everything will be um, said will be either you know, good opinion or will be good advice. But does he belittle? Does he respect? And vice versa. You see, every man and every woman 
have the right to be king of the house and the woman to be the queen of the house because so the one who's actually looking after the affairs of the house, the, the husband and also the wife. And the, and the husband is And for that he get one step above because he's al qaim. You know, because he's got that that privilege. That will give him a bit of privilege because he's leading. So he's the leader of the household. But also the wife is also a leader of the household. And at the end of the day, somebody will have to make a decision and say the final saying. That's the normal setup, if you like. But if the husband doesn't have that wisdom and maturity, both will have to work a system where it do, they don't hurt the, the, each other's feelings, belittle each other's, but equally keep listening to each other and try to come to a conclusion where the opinion, the right opinion will prevail. And not everything will work out. So when, when it doesn't work, you don't go back and blame the other, say, well, it was your views. No. Once you adapt it, it became your both views. So you don't come back and say, oh, you because of you, we end up in this mess. Don't. You don't do that. That's just a taboo. No. So you have to test this from at the beginning. So at the engagement time, at the engagement period, where you try to see if things get different, if we get differences, what do we do? And also try to understand from his family, uh, well, from both families, understand what happens at the when you know do they work under pressure do they do they lose temper uh do they bottle up do they talk do they discuss and this is something important you know there are certain characters mainly female characters but there are definitely uh, those characters some characters is they they love to talk talking to them is love so let's say for example women are mostly with this character and if a woman stop talking to you that means she's not she's not love in love with you she's angry with you now but she's she's not she's angry she says something wrong is happening if she's talking with you that means she's happy with you and that happens even between you know muhammad and aisha muhammad once saying to aisha says i know when you're angry with me he says how do you know he says because then you say وَرَبُّ إِبْرَاهِيمِ Instead of saying وَرَبُّ مُحَمَّدْ أو وَرَبُّكَ He says وَاللَّهِ يَا رَسُولَ لَا أَهْجُرُ إِلَّا اسْمَكَ So when, when Aisha was angry with Rasulullah she would say by God of Ibrahim she wouldn't say by God of Muhammad He said وَاللَّهِ I don't jilt anything, anything but your name because your love is always in me but that happens among the household it's okay it happens but it's how you deal with it and within the engagement period this is the time where you need to look how we're going to deal with this how we're going to sort it out how we're going to create a mechanism to agree this is what we do so some men for example or women you know when they're angry just don't speak with them because you're only going to drive it even worse some men they do say it you know, um, I'm angry now, just leave me be. And I'll be fine after a while, and then we can discuss it. But then you got the other party, the woman, for example, she thinks, let's discuss it now, because I don't want this to continue. I can't take on, you know, bad atmosphere. I can't take it. And you'll have to find a compromise. Either you go with, you talk now, or you have to wait till 
um, things get sorted. Some people, you know what? It's like a computer. Switch them on, switch them off. So they go to bed, they sleep it off, they wake up completely reset, and now they can discuss it. Different people have different ways to deal with it. You know yourself best. You need to talk about it. And to be honest, who knows even better than you, you is your parents. So your parents will be able to give you guidance and advice on this and how can you deal with that. So we talk about the harmony. So the three filters, the harmony, and then how you can, the communication, and then how to, to um, how to resolve issues, risk management, if you like. And after that, the one last virtue that you need to look for is al-wafa. So is he a person that will give up easily? Marriage is not an easy thing. Marriage will go through a lot. And even in the household of Muhammad, وسلم, he was about to divorce Sauda. He was about to divorce uh, Hafsa. And um, this, some narration says he did divorce her, but some narration said didn't divorce her. He was about to. And Hafsa in particular, there was uh, Jibreel came to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, you know, keep it as your wife. And she's your wife in Jannah. Says she she pray a lot the night and she fast a lot the day, and she is um, your wife in heaven. And this is subhanAllah, this is something, for example, Hafsa was would not wouldn't talk much about it. Keeping in mind that Muhammad, you know, at some point he had 11 wife at some point. When he died, there was only nine of them. But in Aisha, Hafsa was one of the first ones he married. So at some point, he wouldn't see Muhammad for three, four, five days. So she would fast while he's not with her. And she would pray the night while she's not with, he's not with her. So he didn't know about this. And she doesn't talk much about it. So he didn't know how good she is. And this is an indication sometimes... Um, your wife, we're not saying that the reason he was divorcing her was not a good reason. Muhammad Sallam, he's, he's a good man. But uh, Jibreel says, came to him and says, she's a good wife. Even the reason that she you want to divorce her for is a good reason. But she's a very good woman and she's your wife in heaven. So keep her as a wife. So you'll have to think about, does the divorce is easy to get to or not? Um... So that talk about the commitment, the wafa, will he always remember the good thing? Rasulullah said, you know, it's a, you need to marry your daughter for a mu'min, a believer, because a mu'min will not forget, a mu'min, the true believer, will not forget the good deeds of a good woman, of a good wife. Even when she shortfalls in others, and we all shortfalls, brothers and sisters, we all shortfalls, you know, not just the, uh, the women, but also the men. And you, when you, when you remember this, when you, when you uh, keep that in context, then do you really want to divorce her? For example, you have a very good wife, but she shortfalls in a few things which she only discovered after marriage. Will you want to divorce her for all that, or can you live with them? And this is something you need to test during the engagement period. Would the person come to, you know, give up? So in the, in the case in the case of marriage, divorce, would it get to a point where he just give up easily or would he try and try and try? And this will need to be sourced out with different uh, things. There's psychometrics tests which you can find online. 
and we run a few of them in the center. Um, there's also, um, if you follow also Brother Elias Karmani, he's got, he, he used a lot of the psychometrics to define the person before even get married, to get them, inshallah, hooked with the right person. So this is the, this is the things, the elements that you need to look for, test, and try to get to the point um, during the engagement, inshallah. Um, there is one thing I would like to mention as well. Al-Mughira ibn Shu'bah wanted to get married uh, from Ahl al-Madina. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam knew about it. He says, have you seen her? So no, I didn't see her. So well, go and see her because that will be better for your marriage later. And from this hadith um, and other couple of hadiths that we know that we have to have ru'ya shari'iyya. It's, it's, it's not a... Um, it's not, um, it's not a haram or halal, but it's uh, very encouraged to do. So mustahab. And the ru'ya shari'iyah, so the, to go and see the person, the, 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 the wife-to-be. Um, how does it happen? Now, the guidance we have from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to see from her what encourages you to marry her. But that is within the parameters of the community and the also shara. So if a person says, well, in order for me really to get her to want her is I want to see her naked, before they get married, we'll say, no, that's haram. You can't. Even the context of marriage that you want to seek her to, for marriage. So what do you do? Al-ulama, that's the beauty when you go and see the ulama because they study the all the angles and then they give you the solution they give you the final um, answer because they've considered all the other hadith in the ayat um, so the ulama says you see her one with the with the with whatever less that the parents will allow you to start with two nothing less than the the clothes that she was wearing to work in the around the house. So in the, in the, on one condition, this is the clothes that she would allow her father and brothers to see her wearing. So that's the measurement. Nothing less than that. Some families will only take the hijab off. And if she was in a kabi, she will only take the, actually the face off. She wouldn't even take the hijab. Some of the families are like this. And it's fine as long as you agree that. But some of the families would relax a bit more and you can go all the way to that you would see her the way that her father and mother and, and, and brothers will see her around the house. This is the maximum you would see her, but that's the maximum. And it all depends on the parents, what they would allow to see that. And the Sharia doesn't have to be only once, it could be a few times. Uh, so you can go and see her. Let's say, for example, they would allow the... the um, the daughter to take, for example, the hijab off. Let's say she's not in a kabi, but she's got the hijab. So she would allow to take the hijab off and sit with the uh, husband-to-be, inshallah. You know, with the distance, you just allow them to We have kind of a bit of private conversation, but they are visible to them. So they don't sit on their own and discuss things. Now, we trust the husband-to-be, inshallah. As long as he's still in doubt and say yes or no, he can have more ru'ya shari'iyya. There's no limit to it. But once he's got in his heart that I want her to be a wife, ru'ya shari'iyya have to stop because he's still a foreigner to her. He's still not mahram to her. 
that have to stop. And you can only see that again once she become once they do the nikah and she become his and his wife. Now there's there's a bit of limbo area here where some families will do the nikah but they will not do the wedding. And in between, the condition that the father will say is, listen, we'll do the we'll do the kitab, we'll do the nikah, but she's not your wife yet, as in you can't sleep with each other. That's it. You'll have to, as a husband now, you'll have to obey that condition. You cannot bypass it by saying, well, she's my wife. No, because al-Muslimuna ala shurutihim. And the shurut that the Muslims are upon their conditions, and the most condition that you'll have to obey is the condition that with that condition, you get married. This is the most condition that you'll have to obey. Some of the conditions, you can relax about them, but this is uh, the condition that you'll have to follow and obey. Now, there are some conditions that you, sh you, you can not follow, and we'll discuss this, inshallah, in the next episode. But that's what I wanted to say, uh, inshallah. And there's lots of things I don't know. And uh, may Allah forgive me for the things I missed or made mistakes or I don't know. And I would always invite you never to take my saying, if you like, final. Uh, but always also learn to yourself seek the, the truth. Islam, and the way Allah Azza wa have built Islam and constructed Islam for us, he wanted every one of us to actually seek the truth. Not just to go and capture the, the information, but also to analyze it. Because a ta'amul is also ibadah. But do it with the conditions and have someone, sheikh, you know, you trust him, you trust the knowledge to work with you, to guide you, inshallah, to teach you how to make use this very powerful tool, inshallah. Um, we will take now the questions and Nashwa will, um, will tell us the questions now. Assalamu alaikum. Okay the, first, okay, the first question is going to be from Yes, okay. Um, he's asking, working, ask about his iman. I think he... Yes, yeah, so he was, at, I suppose he was talking when you were talking about um, looking, asking about the wife. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I have covered this. Uh, we need to ask about the iman. I have covered this. Yes, thank you. Okay. Okay. The next question is, uh, what Islam says? This is Al Amin. What Islam says about worldly knowledge? There's worldly nothing wrong with worldly knowledge. In Allah Azza wa Jal, you have the Abd al Qawi. Abd al Qawi, Abd al Azza wa Jal, and Abd al Daif. So Allah Azza wa Jal loved the strong. Uh, worshiper and part of the strength is actually to have a knowledge uh, now when you say worldly knowledge do you talk about streetwise um, and this if somebody is having that it's about how he acquired it if somebody says well you know I was a bad guy now I'm a good guy I've redeemed myself and then now alhamdulillah I'm a good I'm a good man but I do have that knowledge and that experience and that part of the world which I don't use more but if I had to, I can I have that experience, which is fine. But don't go out and seek it. Um, you, you cannot do something haram in order to have something halal. So don't out seek it to actually have that haram, uh, to, to have that knowledge. Um, you can always seek it in a, in a good manner, in a good way, in a halal way, um, by doing different courses or even... Um, 
join the police force uh, because they have the worldly knowledge. Um, and as a community officers, you know, you can volunteer for that. And there's other ways and means to do it, inshallah. Yes. Okay, Green Tea, uh, she is telling us, sadly, most men are not leaders. And then there is no she's... statistic. There's no statistic to prove that. I can appreciate. I can appreciate that um, the impression is not. Um, but let me tell you this: statistically, an angry person will tell ten people, and ten people will know about that angry person. A satisfied, a happy person will tell only three people. How this related? Tell you why. How? If somebody's doing something bad that impression will, will uh, transmit to 10 people easily, and that will multiply. If somebody doing something good, it will not multiply as quickly. This is just a human nature. So um, good in news is no news. Bad in news is in news. And this is something to do with the news broadcasting. They only bring you the bad news. Why? Because human nature, we get we get we it get our attention. Something catastrophic happening somewhere around the world. Everybody's in it becomes viral because it's bad news. But if somebody is doing, um, he's the best husband in the world. You know how many people will get that? The video would not go viral because today he was a good husband. Tomorrow he's a good husband. That will not go equally for the wives as well. So. There's no statistic about that. Rasulullah also said there's something really important. Um, when other ruwaya is So who said that all the people are bad? He is actually the worst. Uh, in other ruwaya, it says he he made them all worse, or he was the worst of them. So we cannot go and make such a general com uh, comments. If there's a statistic, yes, we'll take it on board. But if there's no statistic, we cannot just say those comments because this is actually only spreading negativity. And the good thing about Islam is only spread positivity. It deals with negativity, but we spread positivity, inshallah. Yes. Okay, the next, next question. Okay, the next question, uh, Muhammad Omar. Uh, forced marriages are normal occurrences in, in in hundreds of millions of Muslims' households. Why do all Muslims ignore this fact? Um, first, I don't have that statistic. I don't know uh, which statistic you're based on, Muhammad Omar. And if I want to go with that, let's say, discuss that, entertain it for a second to say this is what's happening, it's to do with they don't know the the um, their faith. In my khutbah, I always say, you need to learn about your faith, about your iman, about your deen. But you de you need to learn what actually concerns you. So, if you're about to get married, you need to understand ahkam al-zawaj, fiqh al-zawaj, al-khutubah, etc., al-khutbah, etc. If you're going to be a merchant, you need to understand what is riba, what is not riba, what, what is what is loan, qardun hasan, and how this loan become can be riba. You need to understand that. You need to understand if you're dealing with food, you need to understand what makes that chicken halal or not. You need to you need to really understand that. As far as I'm concerned, I don't deal with food. So I go to the shop and so, as long as it says halal, I trust it and say halal because there's someone else who is an expert on this, working on this and gives a stamp, but they are expert. 
I'm not, I don't have, that's not my work, so I don't have to deal with it. And I don't have to be an expert on what makes a halal or not. I can read about about general knowledge. So if a, if a father and a mother, they're about to, they have daughters and they have sons and they will get married, they'll have to know that knowledge. But if they don't have that knowledge, subhanAllah, that will be shortcomings of them. And Allah Azza wa Jal, uh, always Allah Azza wa Jal will look after his worshippers. And what do we do? We always pray to Allah Azza wa Jal. We do istighfar, we do uh, tasbih, and, Allah Azza, and try our best to find the best way. So let's say, for example, the daughter knows that this is haram. They cannot force her. Then she tried to explain to the, her parents, you know, you cannot do this to me. And this is the facts. And, and then she get the sheikh involved. She get the other family involved. And that happens. That happens. That's not something uh, not normal. Different people have different levels of uh, of knowledge of uh, deen. And we should be all try to be proactive in spreading the knowledge, inshallah, rather than complaining. Jazakallah khair. Yes, next question. The next is uh, Muhammad Hamdan or Hamdan. That's, that's crazy. How can someone tell her parents that? I don't know. Um... Yeah, probably he's talking about the Sharia. Um, um, I think when I use the example that somebody, if somebody wants to see a, a naked, full naked, I said that's not going to happen. Uh, um, I don't know if there's another comment. But anyway, that's a comment rather than um, a question. Can we focus on the questions, please? Uh, okay, sorry. Okay. Because it's a, it's a discussion between all of them. Mm. Okay. Let's go down and check. Um, again, Muhammad Omar forced. Okay, forced marriages is absolutely normal in many Muslim lands, uh, but every imam ignores this. Why? Uh, I don't know why you uh, from Muhammad Omar and. Um, and now you're saying not just the family, but also the imams ignoring. I don't know what to you is forced marriage, and I don't know what you what the class forced marriage. If this is something common in the community, I'll find it hard to believe that they all, even the imams, are accepting this fact. Um, so we need to look into it uh, more closer, inshallah, so we can make a comment on it. I cannot make comment just based on this statement. But what I said is, um, uh, I can only stress what I said. First marriage is haram. And I do say I did say that the family, the parents, can advocate their views to the, to the daughter, but they cannot force her to get married or manipulate her for that matter. Yeah. Okay, the next question is from Ahmad. Is it okay to communicate to get to know her longer period with parents' approval? Yes, as long as the parents approved, yeah, that's that's absolutely fine uh, to communicate longer with her. That's absolutely fine. And as I said, there's no limits in Islam, but this has been allowed to the community to decide how what is appropriate and what is not. So it depends on the families what they would approve or not. Okay, I think there is no questions. That's it. Okay. Okay, Jazakallah khair. I can see that Muhammad Amar uh, uh, have a few comments. Uh, yes. I'm not even does this thing. Okay. 
okay, Jazakallah khair. Uh, thank you for your. Jazakallah khair. Thank you for uh, tuning in, and and I I hope that you benefit something today from uh, from the um, uh, from the session today. Uh, there was a question last time, which is somebody asked me, did I read the Fakih of Love book? The Fakih of Love book. I didn't read it because it's based on the Tawqul Hamama from what I've read in the introduction of it so I didn't uh, and I enjoy more reading in Arabic unless I have to I, I enjoy more reading in Arabic so Tawqul Hamama is, in, is a nice book it's a capture of what happened uh, at that time um, at, at the time of uh, sorry at the time of uh, Ibn Hajar and it's a nice little book written, but it doesn't mean that you would agree with everything. Uh, it's it's more philosophical book, Tawqul uh, Hamama. There's somebody says this. He's got a question. Um, this got a question. Um, uh, there's somebody says he had a question. Yes, 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 yes. Someone. Okay. Is... While well, Ari, there's also a question. It says, um, let's see. We have so many questions now. Okay, is marriage, is marriage still valid when when uh, one becomes an upstate? Uh, well, it depends uh, if the wife uh, would like to continue with the marriage itself doesn't become an upstate, but uh, does it doesn't become invalid? But it depends on what they both agree. If she's happy to continue with him, she's fine. If she's not, yes, she'll have the right to talaq um, dirar, which means. She still have, she still have to pay her whatever he promised her, and uh, get divorced. Okay. Uh, any more questions? We still have three, two minutes. Need to wrap it up. Uh, don't give up. Allah loves you. Jazakallah khair. Uh, no. This, this uh, Tamim is saying... Uh, sorry. Uh, Tamim says, what's the limitation of a man and a woman having conversation on social media platform? Um, I don't encourage you to start with, to be honest, but... Um, as long if they are both mature and adult and they can control themselves, it's fine. Uh, if they can have it with the support, um, this with the presence of someone, you know, like the parents, like we do it in normal life. Yes, w once that is uh, supervised, it's okay. So uh, one of the things we do here, when there's um, a, uh, a a prospect. A man and woman would like to speak with each other. We create a WhatsApp uh, group with me involved, and they only they both promise they only communicate in that group. So this the conversation is supervised. Uh, we also ask about uh, joking. Uh, about joking, Allah Somebody was asking about the Waswasa as well. 
we don't have time we'll have to leave for now jazakum allah khair and may allah bless you all inshallah whatever question we'll try to answer them next time assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu